Welcome to the Industry 4.0 Podcast with Grant Tech. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Industry 4.0 Podcast with Grant Tech. On this podcast, we try to deliver a look into the world of manufacturing with a focus on the stories and trends that lead to better solutions. I'm your host, Sam Russum, and today I'm joined by Christian Verbling with ISPE and Corber Pharma. Uh, thank you so much for being able to, to join me on the, the podcast today. Uh, Christian, you want to tell me a little bit more about your yourself and ISPE and, and Corber and what you do with these organizations? Yeah, thank you very much for, for inviting me. So my name is Christian Verbling. I'm now more than 30 years in the pharmaceutical industry, and I'm working um, since 30 years also to bringing, let's say, paper, paperless uh, solutions into the industry. And my background is uh, I'm an engineer by heart. And uh, so I started off in marketing sales for many, many years. And now I'm responsible for global key accounts. And uh, also besides that, I'm an executive industry advisor. So I'm working also on high level consulting here for, for our clients. And uh, my passion here with Cover Pharma, of course, is also that I would like to bring more of this digitalization into the world. And this uh, brought me uh, many years ago already to, to the ISPE, where, where I started off uh, oh, it's 15 years ago now, 2004, uh, with the PAT initiative from the FDA uh, to the work uh, with ISPE and to start to talk about digitalization and, and also to have flexible manufacturing processes in place. And then 2017, I did found the ISPE Special Interest Group Pharma 4.0. And up to now, we are more than 2,300 fellows in ISPE and quite a big uh, a community where we are currently also working on guidelines now to bring the industry here ahead with all the digitalization. Oh, that that's great. Fantastic. I'm, I'm really happy to have someone with that experience uh, here on the podcast. Um, so I know what ISPE is because Grant Tech does a lot of work in life sciences, but maybe for some of our audience that might not be familiar, do you want to, can you explain a little bit more about what the ISPE is and what the, what they do? Yeah, sure. ISPE is a great platform uh, for volunteers working in the pharmaceutical industry. And, and we are really a platform to to exchange experiences. We are ex uh, changing, of course, our use cases, our business cases. And of course, we are writing all together also guidelines. For example, I think most popular everybody knows from ISPE is the GAMP guideline, the uh, GAMP 5, and also now the guidelines around the data integrity uh, initiative around uh, uh, the whole industry, which is driving us a little bit crazy at the moment or in the last years, it's getting better now, but data integrity is still dominating, let's say, the shop floor, and, and we are still working on all our data integrity initiatives. So ISPE is really a platform not only working in that direction, it's all over the place. We are working globally with around 18,000 volunteers currently signed up for ISPE. And having, of course, a lot of conferences, which you have perhaps already visited, I think it's a it's a great platform to network and and uh, to educate yourself. Yeah, that um, I couldn't agree more. And then you also mentioned that you're involved with their uh, Pharma 4.0 initiative, which I think is really going to uh, pertain to what we're talking about today, right? So let's see if I have this right. So uh, I believe that what you all are doing uh, with ISPE is that you're 
taking some of these principles of industry 4.0 and really trying to apply them to the pharmaceutical and life sciences industries and kind of saying that, I mean, industry 4.0 is very, very big and it covers everything from aerospace and defense to food and beverage to life sciences. And you're trying to put together some more specific guidance for your industry on, on how to interpret some of the, the tenets of industry 4.0. Do I have that right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I just wanted to emphasize that here, uh, Pharma 4.0 is a little bit more than only the industry technology part, because we are having a special situation in pharma that we have all the regulations, we have the regulations uh, around uh, for, for the validation, we have to uh, validate our production environments in a very specific way. And, and that's different from other industries. And also, when you're looking to the quality we have to produce, um, the big difference is that with other uh, with other products out in the market, uh, the client, uh, the customer can easily assess the quality of the product. Yeah? When you are going into your car, you easily will recognize if this car is a good quality, has its top speed and all that stuff. But when you think about a, a patient who is taking his medicine and uh, Actually, he is, uh, it's very difficult for him uh, to assess the quality of the product. And that's why FDA and all the other reg regulators, MHRA and EMA in Europe, they are jumping in to, to have a special role here to, to assure the quality. And this, uh, this starts off, of course, in, in pharmaceutical manufacturing. So this gives us a special role here. And, and so what we said in ISPE is that we have to let's say, educate the industry now, uh, the pharmaceutical industry, now to apply these technologies in the framework of all these regulations. And that's actually um, based on the ICH, the International Committee of Harmonization, uh, where we are now taking mainly uh, the Q8 to 12 guidelines, uh, especially Q10 for the pharmaceutical quality system, to apply now all these uh, technical principles, let's say, in the manufacturing environment, which is dominated by the validation. Interesting. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks a lot for, for going through all that for me. Um, and, and tell me, so as we're, we're doing all this, you know, a lot of this is around Industry 4.0 and applying these modern technologies. So from, from your experience, what does Industry 4.0 mean to you? Yeah, for me, it's uh, especially... Uh, let's say the move into into the digitalization, the digital transformation, and and this is especially uh, also often misunderstood as an IT project. And this is one of my key messages I would like to place here also in this podcast. When you are asking me what's so important about that, it's it's not an IT project. Please don't throw these projects into the IT world only. So the stakeholders, for example, the operational changes, the process changes which are coming up in, in the industry with, with the digital transformation are much more influencing the processes than they are influencing, let's say, the technology, the engineering landscape in an organization. So uh, what you have to do is when you are setting up your digital transformation journey, uh, your roadmap from a management standpoint and, and an organization wants to start this off is to involve, first of all, all different stakeholders. And I mean, really all. This is from the development up to commercial manufacturing. This is quality. This is engineering. This is operations. This is IT as well, of course, as a um, 
as provider of the tools we do have here for that, but mainly it is a reorganizational change. And the key role for me personally, when you ask me, is uh, that we are having uh, the quality department here to be involved. And mm. quality is is one of the uh, one of the key driver at the end when we look to digitalization review by exception when we talk about electronic batch recording for example who is most in, uh, in, um, influenced by this this is not the operator on the shop floor okay he has to switch from paper signature to an electronic signature pressing the button having his identification with his key with his password and so on that's one part of the medal but the other part is that all the other processes are changing and you have to think about your processes before you change into this trans uh, go into this uh, transformational change because when you are defining now uh, new digitalized processes then you definitely have to have to change also the way of working because it's different if you are having paper in hand or you have a computer in front of you you have totally different opportunities to optimize your processes so use them so upfront, this is needed that you have really what we call a ready phase, where you really transform your business uh, and your business processes and prepare them for digitalization. I think this is very important and often, uh, often underestimated. And I see a lot of projects saying, oh, yeah, we are going into Industry 4.0. Here's an augmented reality project and electronic changeover is done. At a, at a packaging line, putting the pure operator, the, the Microsoft glasses on, and then everybody is surprised when the operator says, hey, guys, are you crazy? 1.4 kilograms of, of these glasses on my head and, <laughs> and the processes are not properly prepared. This is, this is bringing a, a lot of frustration. And, and you have to prepare this from, let's say, really the process management point of view. Yeah, I, I really agree with a lot of what you said in there, right? I mean, a lot of it, I think, kind of comes to, and I think you kind of hit on it a lot at the end, which is that this is a business transformation, that this is not something that can be driven by a single department like IT. It's not something that's for a, a single person, like a, a individual operator. It is for everybody. It's IT, it's OT, it's quality, it's operations, it's the executive level, right? But it's um, it really does kind of force us to, to look at the the ITOT divide that we've been talking about for, for well over a decade in manufacturing, right? Kind of how you have your IT business systems, you have your OT operational and manufacturing systems and, and getting those all to work together and making sure all the stakeholders are, are cooperating towards a, a common goal is one of those things that surprisingly missed so much, right? About how it is kind of an independent department going and trying to implement some technology or, or something without necessarily solving a, a actual business problem right um and and with that in mind actually um so if you do have if you are working towards this the right way if you are pulling in the right stakeholders and you do have the the right people in in the room what challenges are, are these people actually solving with with industry 4.0 what what are the the things that they're trying to do to make their business more efficient and, and their operations more efficient using these technologies yeah, I think it's, uh, first of all, um, you have to optimize your processes up front. Right? So you have to rethink all your business processes. Perhaps I'm uh, repeating a little bit here myself, but I cannot over sure. emphasize uh, the upfront engineering task you have before you can uh, before you can start the digital transformation. Because actually, it's, it's like a computer. The computer does best what you tell him to do. So... Mm -hmm. 
besides perhaps artificial intelligence in the future, but let's let's start easy. Yeah? Um, so what does it mean when, when you're not having your, your business processes properly prepared? It's a principle of garbage in, garbage out. So <laughs> you have to work against that. Yeah. So you have to you have to prepare your your processes accordingly, and uh, then you can uh, expect also the proper output. And and uh, the automation of the processes can only be, let's say, efficient uh, when you have. Uh, and, and this comes now to the to the business case when it has been in the past not efficient. Yeah. And this is over. Often, um, let's say, overestimated. So, um, we got already through many lean projects, uh, Kanban, whatever Kaizen projects. Uh, the organizations have uh, lean projects they have, they have gone through, and and often they are already optimized. And uh, um, the expectation often from management is then when we are bringing in now these industry pharma 4.0 like technologies, we oh we must speed up more than 10, 15, 20 percent, whatever we can cut labor down, whatever is, is expected. But from my perspective, this is a little bit overestimated, right? So there's too much expectation in there, and we have to really uh, see what what the real benefit is. And the real benefit for me. Um, Pharma 4.0 is a quality initiative. So mm -hmm. it uh, especially uh, increases our quality. And this is also what other industries are telling us. When you're looking here to, to the industry 4.0 activities, then you can see very clear uh, that they are focusing from the beginning into the quality aspect of the product. Yeah. Of course, efficiency, efficiency, OEE calculations, all the stuff is coming with it. But, but the Emphasis is in having the right product, the accurate product in the right time um, and available for the patient. Yeah. I think this is the key, the key point for, for, our, for, um, for our industry to provide the right and the, the right uh, medicine with the right quality to the patient in time. Yeah, uh, sure. Now, one of the things you mentioned in there that I thought was interesting, right, was kind of the the executive level and what they find kind of most exciting around industry 4.0 and how that might differ a little bit from kind of the actual operational value, right? Something like quality, like a quality initiative, improving um, that, that patient's care aspect of it. So maybe can you talk to me a little bit more about what seems to excite executives about industry 4.0 and kind of if, if you think that's really aligned with kind of the operational needs um, that, that people are implementing this technology for? Yeah, I think um, we had in the past the, uh, the, uh, the pharma industry in an age, let's say, when and even when, when you ask uh, regulators, which are also now, by the way, uh, involved into our initiative of ISP Pharma 4.0, um, they are looking into, into our industry and saying, okay, you are maximum 2.5, something like that, perhaps the three we get, yeah, industry three. And, and this is uh, the expectation now also from the management and also from the regulator that uh, the pharma or the industry 4.0 technologies will lift us here into the next age of digitalization and, and transparency. And uh, to be honest, what, what is the real benefit? And this is a key benefit from my perspective for, for, for the managers is to have the right data in real time. What does it mean? I mean, when look back, always history tells us uh, the story. Uh, when you look back, uh, why did you 
uh, install your SAP system, your ERP system. What is it? What was the driver? The driver was, of course, I wanted to have my financial data available in real time, fully transparent, yeah, controlling, easy controlling. I know where my money goes. And that's the same when you're looking now into, into the operations part where Pharma 4.0 is jumping in. And in operations, we were with paper totally intransparent. You, know, you get the data too late, look to, uh, for example, for the use case of the annual product quality review. This takes sometimes days, weeks even, yeah, sometimes months to bring this data together because it's hidden and buried in many different systems where people and dozens of people sometimes are going through the organization, capturing the data from the different systems, putting it all together to the reports later on uh, provided to the regulators. And this is this is not acceptable for us anymore because we are we are controlling a car where we like you you are controlling your rover on the Mars. Yeah, you get the, the signal <laughs> 20 minutes later to to this vehicle, right? This is some similar thing here with uh, with with, uh, with the paperwork. Yeah, so you do not get the 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 data you need to control your business in the right time, and this is solved by Industry 4.0 and Pharma 4.0 because we are providing now with these technologies transparently bottom-up from the sensor up to the retention archive. We need the concept of handling our data and making the data available to all responsible people. And this goes from the operator when he's capturing the data, when he's operating the, uh, the, uh, the equipment. This goes to the next level where you have uh, then, of course, the supervisors, looking into the performance of the production line, the packaging line, for example, going into the next level to quality, to the QP, qualified person who has to assess and release a batch, and goes later on, of course, into the top management, driving the whole organization with the appropriate uh, financial numbers. Yeah, So all people need the right data at the right time. And, and uh, currently, once again, the data from the shop floor is not available. Uh, in real time. And uh, to make a long story short, data availability is a key point for, for the Pharma 4.0 initiative from my perspective. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're going back to this idea that, you know, you, you can't control what you can't measure. And the better that you measure something, the better you can control it too. I, I love that Mars 20 minute delay analogy, right? Can you control a, a, a rover with a 20 minute delay on it? You can. Is there a lot more you could do if that was an instantaneous um, feedback loop? Absolutely. I, I see a lot of great applications for that. Um, so I'll, I want to ask if, if so, so much of this industry 4.0 is around getting that right data to the right people at the right time. What is it that is available today? What has changed in the technology that makes this um, a, a, an achievable goal for us? I think the achievable goal is, is first of all that, that you're setting up um, the process maps and the process data maps. I think you have to really start with this homework. And the processes are often not very well documented in an organization. This is the first step. So many say, okay, we have everything documented in our master batch records, right? But the master batch records, they have written in prosa text that are word documents mostly today when you're working on paper. And, and this is the first challenge you have, for example, when you are implementing now um, an electronic system here in lab. Um, often it is already done. When you look to manufacturing, implementing a uh, manufacturing execution system, MES, with, with the electronic batch recording, then you start 
to to write these library oriented um, business uh, process oriented uh, master batch records, which are totally different from from what you had before in paper. So you have to rework all your processes. You have to structure them. You have to set up the standard library elements. You have to look for synergies across your um, your operations area. You have to see that the weighing process, for example, is very similar to different products you are weighing in, but you have to standardize it. And somebody has to think about it. And then this breaks down to only a few normally business processes which you have to apply having different parameters. And and this is a lot of work what you what you have to do before. And then you are getting the right data out of it. And, and this is then um, the most uh, of, of your work before you can uh, get into, into the benefits where you get now, um, let's say, the efficiency and the efficiency, efficiency increase of your business processes. When you have now structured this, uh, this data, you have, uh, have the electronic batch record in place, for example, or the lab reports in place, and then hooking this all together in an infrastructure which is capable to handle this data. And then, of course, you need also the workflows and the process flows for, um, for, for your analytics. And so long story short again here, from the sensor up to the retention archive, because we have to take our data for the next 30 years. This is fun. Yeah? Mm -hmm. This is crazy. <laughs> and all industries have to keep the data that long. And this is really a, cha a challenge when you're thinking 30 years back, what technologies we have. Yeah, I think we were just inventing Windows at that point, 30 years ago. And um, so that shows a little bit what the challenge also is in the future to keep this data for such a long time. So here you have to see that, that we have to structure our data more and, and we have to think up front um, how we handle our process data maps and, and uh, really to to uh, to get the data integrity, then uh, let's say like a side effect. Yeah, when you're structuring the data and, and have it uh, have the data flows transparency documented, and and you have a clear vision of your data flows and data integrity is, is peanuts, right? It's coming with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm now I'm distracted also just thinking about the technology in 1992, and that we're just now able to to kind of purge some of those records from the system, right? It's a lot of floppy disks in the trash. So, um, no, that's great. I, I really appreciate all this insight you've given so far. This has been a really great conversation. Um, now, one thing that we try to do on the podcast every time is we ask guests questions that they want to ask to future guests and, and questions that you want answered around Industry 4.0. Um, so as you're thinking about that, I want to kind of ask you one of the questions that was asked to me previously that we'll, we'll pay forward to you. So um, my colleague Dave asked around what Industry 4.0 things are being done specifically to help operators, right? We know that there's a lot of instances where these are focused on management and executives and things like that. But can you think of uh, good examples of times that Industry 4.0 technologies are really helping, uh, sorry, Industry 4.0 technologies are, are really helping more of those, those boots on the ground workers. Yeah, I think uh, we have to think about what, what is the main task. So it, it starts always with the, with the simple questions, why, why should we do it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and for the operator, it's very clear, he wants to know what's next. This is his key question. When he is having his vessel in, in hands or a piece of equipment in front of him, he wants to know what, I, what do I have to do next? And he wants to 
wants to work fail safe. This means right first time. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to provide him easily and, and by voice or even by simple screens. And that's not so easy to provide the right instructions to him. And even when we're thinking about today's SOP, standard operation procedures driven processes, this is not user friendly. Yeah. So we are asking, have you followed the SOP XYZ? Yeah. And then, okay, I have to go to my SOP. I have to read through it. This is not the way we want to work in the future with SOPs, for example, for the operator. The operator needs a SOP, which is not an SOP, which is a workflow, yeah? mm -hmm. providing the right information. And of course, the side notes and the information he needs at the point of usage of this operation or when he is executing this operation. And that's a key point. And, and so when, when you're asking me what is for the operator important, um, user experience, very easy to use applications and, and not, uh, let's say, um, being too complex, um, needing too much time to set up. Um, I think the, the user interface for the future, I think, is still, is still a challenge. And, and there's room for improvements. Of course, we have now... Um, these voice control systems, but yeah, this could be improved. Yeah, imagine this always noisy in, in all these uh, in the, all these rooms. Yeah, a granulator makes a terrible noise. For example, a packaging line makes a lot of noise, so it's not so easy to communicate with the operator. And also, on the other hand, how can you come? How, how can we operate a document what he had just done? Yeah, so um, it is. Is it handwriting? Is it is it typing? Is it talking? talking when it is very loud outside, the environment is quite noisy. That are all the challenges I think where we have to work on. And um, I think there are, there are um, yeah, technologies out there which, which might help him. And artificial intelligence, for example, can propose the right tasks to him, what what's could be next. Yeah? And, and that are and machine learning especially as well. So that that let's say the fail rate of a of a piece of equipment is going down. And I think this is also helping the operator most. Yeah. So today we have a lot of repeating errors getting into a machine because a, ma a machine is not learning. Yeah? So machine learning means that the machine itself it recognizes when a uh, when a uh, when a package folding uh, process, for example, is not working properly, that can self-adjust itself. And then companies are working on that uh, on that stuff. This is really helping them, the operator. But there's still a lot to do. Yeah, well, and um, I really like how much that ties back to the emphasis on process, right? Because you're right, it's all around really defining your processes and then kind of the enforcement of those and kind of making it easy for operators to follow the proper process at the right time to make sure that they're making the, the products correctly. Um, and I also totally agree. It's actually something that I'm, I'm surprised we don't hear more about because I feel that um, a lot of concerns when I talk to customers are around turnover of employees or or training or exactly what you're talking about, making sure that people are, are following the the right processes. And there's there is, I think, some real low-hanging fruit around guiding people through those SOPs and and giving them a just more technology forward feedback on on how they're actually doing and, and complying with those. So so yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. You, um, you just mentioned a very important point here is this is around knowledge management. Yeah, yeah. In here because what we, uh, uh, and, and I forgot to mention this before, uh, I think a key technology, what we have to bring ahead here 
is and also for operators very important is that that you capture the knowledge of the operators mm-hmm. for your organization because when the what you just said when we have this turnover operators are changing the knowledge of the process is also gone when you're yeah. having not documented it um, so this means that the systems in the future they must capture the the knowledge of the operators as well and you have to improve you have to integrate this knowledge into your standard operating procedures for example and also into the work instructions yeah so that another person jumping in for this operator um, can really operate right first time from the beginning by very structured operations and and uh, and tasks he will receive directly from an electronic system. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and do you have any uh, questions that you want to ask for for our next guest on the podcast? Yeah, but uh, I'm always very curious about learning um, how can we better, let's say, convince the organization, especially the quality department, and how to involve them better. I have to, I've tried this now for for quite a long time, and and also in the ISPE Pharma 4.0 Special Interest Group, we have a reasonable amount of people out of quality, and we are motivating these guys to get into our initiative because, as I mentioned in the beginning, it's very important that we have from the beginning quality involved because the processes are impacted most. So my question in the future is more: How can we really practice this cyber breaking? Yeah this cultural change, how can we support this cultural change a little bit more so that all the areas of process development, commercial manufacturing, engineering, quality are getting closer together and make a better knowledge management. So one future podcast you should definitely do around knowledge management in in the pharmaceutical industry. There's, There's still a lot to do. Yeah, I I am looking forward to having that conversation. That sounds like a great one. Um, So thank you so much, Christian, for being able to to give us all this information and being able to share uh, with us on the podcast today. Uh, I hope all of our listeners really enjoyed our session. Uh, It's always really great to hear this life sciences perspective. um, And yeah, really appreciated that focus. Um, So for all of our listeners out there, um, remember, we would love to hear from you. Um, So follow Grant Tech on LinkedIn and stay up to date with everything that we're doing. Subscribe to the Industry 4.0 podcast with Grant Tech wherever you get your podcasts. Email any questions, feedback, or your thoughts on Industry 4.0 to info at grantech.com. And join us next time on the Industry 4.0 podcast with Grant Tech. Thank you again so much for being able to join us today. That was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure for me to to share my knowledge here. Great. Thanks.